Chapter 23 of The Way of Perfection. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulay. The Way of Perfection by St. Teresa of Avila. Translated by the Reverend John Dalton. Chapter 23. She shows how necessary it is for one who has entered upon the way of prayer, not to turn back, etc. I wish you then to remember that much depends on beginning with a strong resolution, and this for many reasons, that would occupy too much time were I to enlarge upon them. I will tell you, sisters, only two or three. The first is, that as God has given us so much, and continues to bestow favors upon us, it is proper that what we resolve to give him, viz., this little care of ours, by which we think of him, and this not without interest, but with very great gains, should be given with all our heart, and not as one who lends a thing to recall it again. This, in my opinion, is not giving. For he to whom something is lent, always seems displeased when it is taken away again, especially if he stand in need of it, and thought it was already his own. But if they be friends, and if he who lent the thing is indebted to the other for many favors bestowed, without any return, he may justly think it meanness and want of affection, not to consent to leave something with him, as a testimony of his gratitude. What spouse is there, who on receiving from her husband many valuable jewels, gives him not at least a ring, not for the value of it, since all things are now his, but for a proof that she will be his till his death. Does this our Lord then deserve less, when we mock him by giving, and taking away afterwards, the trifle we bestow on him? If we spend so much time with others, who will not thank us for it? Let us give to our spouse that short space of time which we have resolved to give to him. Let us likewise give it to him, with our thoughts free and disengaged from other things, and with a firm resolution of never recalling it again, whatever crosses may happen to us, whatever contradictions, whatever aridities. But rather let us think that time as not our own, and remember it may with justice be required of us, when we do not entirely give it to him. I say entirely, that you may not imagine it would be resuming it again, were you to spend a day, or a few days, upon some necessary business, or on account of some indisposition. Let your intention be firm, for our God is not punctilious. He looks not at small things. Thus he will be sure to accept of you, since this is giving him something. The other way is acceptable to one who is not liberal, but so mean that he has no heart to give. It is a wonder he lends. In a word, do something. For this our Lord takes as payment. He does as we desire, in taking our accounts. He is not strict, but generous. How great soever the debt may be, he considers it nothing to forgive it, in order to gain us. He is so vigilant, that you need not fear he will leave unrewarded even the lifting up of your eyes to think of him. The second reason is, because the devil has not so much power to tempt us. He is extremely afraid of resolute souls, for he knows by experience that these do him great mischief, and whatever he invents to hurt them turns to their benefit and that of others, and so he comes off with a loss. 
Still, we must not be careless or trust in this, because we deal with perfidious traitors, who, though they dare not so boldly attack persons who are prepared for them, they themselves being extremely cowardly, yet if they see any negligence, may do great harm. But if they see one fickle, and not strengthened in virtue, and earnestly resolved to persevere, they will not leave him day or night, but will suggest fears and inconveniences without end. This I know very well by experience, and therefore I am able to speak thus on the subject, and I add, that few understand the great importance of it. The third reason is, that a resolute soul fights with greater courage, knowing that, come what may, he must not turn back. And it is just like one engaged in battle, who, knowing that if he be conquered, he must expect no quarter, and if he fall not in the battle, he must die afterwards, and fights with greater resolution, and intends to sell his life dearly, as they say, and does not fear the blow so much, because he remembers how important victory is, that his life depends upon it. It is also necessary to begin with a hope, that if we do not allow ourselves to be overcome, we shall succeed in our design. This at least is certain, that however little the gain may be, we shall come off very rich. Fear not that our Lord will suffer you to die of thirst, for he it is who invites us to drink at his fountain. This I have already mentioned, and I wish to repeat it often, because it tends greatly to frighten those who do not as yet know by experience the goodness of God, though by faith they know it. But it is a great blessing to have experienced the friendship and caresses which he bestows on those who walk along this way, and how he defrays, as it were, all their expenses. And as for those who have not experienced this, I do not wonder at their desiring some security, that they will receive interest for what they give. Now you know there is a hundred for one, even in this life, and that our Lord has said, Ask, and you shall receive. If you do not believe his majesty, who assures us of this in several parts of the gospel, then, sisters, it is no use my trying to persuade you of it. Yet if any doubt what I say, be assured that little is lost in trying it. For this way has this advantage, that more is given than is asked or can be desired. I know this is certain, and I can bring forward as witnesses those amongst you who, through God's goodness, have experienced it. End of chapter 23